Welcome to Camden Cast. We're coming to you from the beach. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. And this is our seventh seventh podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about season nine, episode thirteen of Seventh Heaven. The title is "The Fine Art of Parenting." Uh, our IMDb user synopsis is. Lucy, Kevin, and Savannah move back into her parents' home, where there is one mother too many. Annie tries to impart her mothering skills on Lucy, who has different ideas for parenting. Ruthie sees an opportunity to get a favor from Martin. Um, I don't agree with no, most the, of the sentences yeah. in there. I don't think that the one mo- like it's not like Annie and Lucy are stepping on each other's toes. Not at all. Uh, but anyway, what was your first impression of this episode? Uh, well, first of all, this is the first time in a co- in a long time that we've had a title that actually works. <laughs> I like, guess the last one was Paper or Plastic. Nothing to do with the fact that Lucy's baby was born. The one before that was Wayne's World. Even though Wayne Wayne Newton was in it for two seconds, like. We've had some weird-ass titles, but at least this one's kind of relevant. Um, what I'd like to say about this episode was that there was no story. And Until the last, like, five minutes. And, like, and, and then, yeah, but the, and then when you got the parallel between what was happening with, like, the guest star, like, Vincent and his parents, and with Lucy, Kevin, and Savannah, there was no connect, though, at the end. Like, nothing, I don't know. It was very poorly done. I thought it was just, like, a combination of people saying words to each other, and they made that into an episode. Yeah, sorry. So, um, we will get into it. Um, We start with the cold open, which we really just have... Kevin and Lucy are back living in the Cam Casa, like the main house again. And as a result, even though there's enough bedrooms for everyone to be in the house, um, Martin has moved out into the garage apartment um, for the time being. So, that's what's going Wait, on. Wait, is there enough bedrooms for everybody to be in the house? They're in the, twi- like, they're in Simon's, well, there's Simon's room. Martin had been staying in Ruthie's old room that used to be Mary and Lucy's old, like, Ruthie's in the attic. Right. There's Mary and Lucy's old room. That's where the twins are now. No, because they had the room that adjoined to Simon's room. Yeah, but there they moved three, out of that one. There are, like, four bedrooms on the... Oh, right, there's, on the that, first floor. there's that other room. There's the one with the double beds, the Hello Kitty room. There's oh. Simon's old room. There's the twins, twins room. And oh. then there's the master bedroom. So there's oh. enough room for Martin to be in the house. Wait, what the fuck? I just, I thought because I know that, like, the baby took over um, the twins' old room. But the twins are in the double bunk bedroom now. Right. That used to be Ruthie's, Ruthie's room. room. Holy shit, who's in that other room then? No one. They're just like, oh, Martin has to go out to the garage because there's a baby in the house now. Oh, my God. Because Matt and Simon aren't even there. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, Seventh Heaven, you thought you had one over on me, but you didn't. Well, they almost got (laughs) you. Yeah, they did almost get me if it wasn't for you. Anyway, yeah. Um, So they're living in the Camp Casa for the time being, and... uh, Kevin's Kevin keeps pushing the idea that he's like, well, I bought this house. When are you going to come over with me? I want to show you this. I want to show you that in the house. Um, plus, we need to talk about our timeline for moving. And Lucy's just like, well, I don't really want to go over to the house until Savannah is sleeping for more than two hours at a time. And it's just like, it's comfortable here right now because my mom is helping us and my dad is helping us. And it's just easier to have a newborn with all this help at the house. And Kevin is like, but I want to move out. Yeah, and so the, the story for them is basically, well, there's like a brief moment where Kevin is like, you shouldn't be breastfeeding in front of all these people. Oh yeah, Kevin is super embarrassed by breastfeeding and the baby's umbilical cord. Yeah, he's he's like, there's very much a dichotomy where... Lucy is feeling very, like, feeling motherhood in a very, like, 
big sense and Kevin's having a harder time with fatherhood like he's constantly thinking that the baby's not breathing when she's sleeping um he's maybe like taking more naps and Lucy's a little more peppy and like upbeat and so he feels like he's not good in comparison and he says the reason that you're doing it so well is because Annie's doing everything for you so you don't you're not like other mother like you are in a better position than other mothers are because you don't have to do like the laundry or wash up or do any of this all you have to do is focus on yourself and the baby and he calls her a stepford mommy (laughs) so i'm pretty sure other than that oh so the other thing we have introduced in the cold open is that um zoe played by katie cassidy who you may recognized from uh she was on arrow she played laurel lance she was also on the flash and on legend of tomorrow as laurel lance she was also um on gossip girl and then she was reunited with leighton meester in the film monte carlo uh so and she was also in melrose melrose place she did a lot of wb oriented shows actually yes uh and this is not the last we're hearing from zoe uh zoe has an, a multiple episode arc apparently yeah so anyway um we see in in the morning we see Martin asleep on the couch in the garage apartment, and then it zooms across the room to a different couch where Katie Cassidy's character Zoe is sleeping. We don't know her name yet until Ruthie kind of busts him because it's early in the morning before like any everyone else is still taking care of the baby, and Ruthie is like, "I was taking out the trash cans and I saw Zoe and she was wearing the same clothes she was wearing last night." And Martin says, "A lot of people wear the same clothes two days in a row." And Ruthie is. In- in the most active privilege I've ever seen. <laughs> goes, she's never seen anyone wear the same clothes two days in a row. So, what kind of place do you live in, Ruthie? Yeah. Um, constantly in clothes. So anyway, in Zoe fell, o- f- fell over on the couch. She <laughs> fell asleep over at the garage apartment on the couch. Nothing happened, but Martin is trying to keep it a secret. So um, anyway, we'll get into the episode. I guess we will just start with Lucy and Kevin's stupid storyline because it's just the same thing of like parenting is hard and like, but I don't want you relying on your mommy. And yeah, um, we also have like some silliness with everybody in town, including the return of Mrs. Beaker um, coming to visit and see the baby. And I guess this is where maybe the IMDb user synopsis was like maybe slightly correct because. Annie's very much like, nobody sees the new baby because of all the germs. But Lucy's like, come see how, see what I made. And everybody thinks that, well, Annie thinks that, or the Rev thinks that um, Lucy is able to be so upbeat and welcome to guests visiting the baby because she is so well-rested, because she has so much help. And the Rev is kind of like, so I guess we have this like sort of, um, I guess, dichotomy of, of, Kevin is like, you can't be relying on your parents so much. And the Rev is also like, come on, we need to remember we're only the grandparents. We shouldn't be doing this much for them. We need to encourage them to move out and start their own lives. So both Kevin and the Rev are kind of on the same page with um, maybe they shouldn't be relying on the Rev and Annie so much and starting to live their own lives. Whereas Annie and Lucy are very much like, let's stay here as long as they possibly can. Annie doesn't want them to leave ever. And Lucy's like, oh, let's give it, like, I'm going to breastfeed for six months, so. When I'm done (laughs) breastfeeding, I'll finally emerge from my breastfeeding cave. Um, There's also kind of like, uh, Aaron mentioned this, that uh, Kevin, like, wants to see the house, but Lucy's like, oh, it's not time for us to leave the house yet, which I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a parent, um, so I've never been in this kind of situation, but is it normal for... I know, like, it's normal for babies not to leave the house at early ages, because, obviously, but, like, 
is it normal for parents also to not leave? I don't think so. Especially I mean, with all got, that help. I think in a lot of, and in a lot of cases too, where you get if. Well, you had said, mentioned, Tanvi had mentioned that it would be funny if they gave, not funny, no, but, but like, more compelling yeah. if, if, if Lucy had some sort of like postpartum depression or something like that. A more juicy to, story. Yeah, to just make this a little bit more complicated where they're, they're home with the baby and it's supposed to be like a really happy time, but she's just like can't really cope with it. But they went but complete they reverse of that. Yeah, she is the opposite of depressed. Um, and, you know, we're just saying like, uh, clearly like Beverly Mitchell is the one getting the most... Like, the the juiciest storyline. She's the one that got married. She's the one that we see, like, dealing with, like, being a wife and also having, like... A career. career. And then also now she's the one that's pregnant, and we're actually seeing her pregnancy, whereas, like, Mary fucked off somewhere. <laughs> right? So, like, it's just... It would be exciting to, for, to have Seventh Heaven kind of deal with that because we've not dealt with, like, mother... You know, it, it'd be interesting to see that in within the family instead of outside the family. But we don't get that. And instead so we get this, and it's whatever. Yeah, it's not what we want. It's but not what we want. It's what we got. Mm-hmm. So, um, this at a certain point, there are like a ton of people lined up to see the baby, and the Rev runs upstairs to see if the baby is welcome to receive people, and um, like a king or something. And he hears Kevin and Lucy are fighting through the door, and they're just like it's the same argument yeah. over again. We need to move out. You're relying on your parents too much, and like I don't want to. It's I'm just proud of our baby, and I want everyone to see her. Oh, can I just say one more thing that I thought was like it's uh, they're like doing the complete opposite of like normal like parenting things. Um, when they were talking about how she had to give a natural birth, because she did have to give a natural birth. She yeah, she in was in hospital. an elevator. Yeah. Um, she was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And, and I, I think that's a lie. That, that can't, like, even that line, like... And she's a tiny, she's yeah. a tiny gal. <laughs> and, like, you're in an elevator, like... And that's a human's head coming yes. out of, a human skull coming out of your vagina. And, like, we don't know if, if Savannah was born early, if Savannah, like, we, like, none of this stuff is... I feel like she was born early, wasn't she? I, yeah, I mean, it seemed... Well, Lucy was on bed. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the timeline was. Yeah, but like what I'm saying is, they kind of glossed over all like the f- <laughs> the fun pregnancy stuff. But you know what I mean? Like they're trying to make it too much of a fairy tale, which I think is ridiculous. Like at least give us like, oh yeah, it did hurt, or like yeah. she was like, oh, it was real quick. <laughs> it was just yeah. like who? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. No. Anyway, Kevin and Lucy make up, yeah. and decide they set a timeline or like agree of when they're gonna move or whatever. I don't know. They come she, to, she still doesn't even see the house. They come to some agreement yeah. about when the, they'll move out of the house and when they'll stop relying no. on the Rev and Annie. Now we just have to deal with the of the Annie. We just have to deal with Annie trying to let them like give, letting them go. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll get to the juicier storyline. <laughs> Juicy is the word of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think I said vagina for the first time on the podcast today. So oh, that's okay. Good. Let's drop. I've definitely said vagina already. All right. So, um, like we said, Katie Cassidy slept over with Martin, and he's trying to keep it a secret. Ruthie sees this as an opportunity to get something she wants or needs from Martin because she has her eye on Vincent at school. We have not met Vincent previously, and Vincent seems to not really have met Ruthie at all because... Um, well, Martin correctly identifies this as blackmail, but he still is like, I'm in a tight spot. I got to do this because I don't want the Camdens to find out that Zoe slept over. So Martin goes over to Vincent and he's like, oh, um, I forget what he said. He says something about like, do you want to go out? Like no, it's Ruthie's just, pretty cute yeah, or something like that. that. Ruthie's pretty nice, isn't she? Or something and like and uh, Vincent is like, well, who's Ruthie? <laughs> 
Yeah. So, and Ruthie's like, I think he likes me. And it's like, he doesn't even know who you are. So, Vincent, there's something off about Vincent. Um, first of all, he looks like he belongs in a boy band, but at the same time, he's like working the vampire aesthetic. Like the bad boy in yeah. the boy band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, his name is Thomas Decker. That's the actor who plays him. And just a little fun fact, uh, Thomas Decker, Catherine Hicks, and Stephen Collins have all starred, or not starred, but I guess have been supporting cast members in episodes of Star Trek. So that's what they have in common. Um, and he sa- he thinks that there's some sort of plot. So he thinks that his parents have gone to the Rev, who has gone to Ruthie, who has gone to Martin, in order to get the, the Vincent to ask Ruthie out so Vincent can go talk to the Rev, because his parents want him to talk to the Rev. It's very convoluted, and if you didn't follow that, that's okay. We didn't really either. Um, but, like, he, so he's like, I know... So, so Vincent shows up to the Camden's house, and at the same time... Um, Zoe is running around being insane and telling everyone that Martin and her had sex because she wants everyone to think she is normal, whether or not she's normal or not. Um, so, because apparently everyone in their grade is having sex, Martin is like, I can't believe you would do that. Please stop telling people that. Um, and she's like, well, now I'm going to tell my parents that I wasn't sleeping over on the Camden's couch. Um, I was sleeping over in the apartment on your couch. Um... This is, like, messy. I've, I messed this up. I should have talked about this first. Katie Cassidy's parents have already called the Rev and told the Rev that she slept over the night before. So the Rev know like, there's no secret being yeah. kept here. The Rev knows that Zoe slept over on Martin's ca- um, in the garage apartment the night before. But Martin is still trying to keep the secret. And now Zoe is telling everyone that they did have sex. And she's like, well, when my parents find out about it, and the Camdens are going to find out. And he's like, but this didn't happen. So So Martin's getting blackmailed left and right. And he, like, kind of ends things with Zoe. Um, and he's kind of having, like, a th- like you know, like, a, oh, this is not what I should be doing. I'm a good boy. So he goes to Ruthie, and he's like, I... Uh, I'm, I'm bowing out of this blackmail competition, and I'm just going to tell your dad the truth. And Ruthie's like, well, it doesn't matter because Vincent's here to ask me out. And the Rev's like, uh, not the Rev, sorry, Martin's like, I don't think so. So now all, everybody's convoluted plots are all done, and now we're going to focus a little bit on... Vincent, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Vincent... Okay, so Vincent's whole thing is we're supposed to like believe that he's a bad boy, but he's really not a bad boy at all. All he is... He is, just doesn't want to go to church. Yeah. And his parents... Well, we all right. So it, the big thing is his parents want him to go to church, and he keeps saying because they don't know what to do with me, which makes it sound like he's like a troubled youth. But he's like, no, I'd rather like read comic books and watch cartoons on Sunday morning, and that's why I don't go to church. So he's relatively harmless. Yeah, he just doesn't want to go to church. Um, later on, we meet Vincent's parents. Who Vincent's father is played guy, by a guy who previously was on Seventh Heaven as a different character, as a different parent, or maybe but, even like a different like something. He might have been a troubled person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they come over and they're like, "Well, we just need to tell you that we don't know what to do with Vincent because um, when he was first born, we moved in with his 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 maternal grandparents." And basically from the time that Vincent was a baby until now, his grandparents took care of him. And we don't know what to do because a year ago or like just recently, um, his grandparents retired and moved to Hawaii. And now we don't know what to do because we have not spent, we haven't, we haven't raised him at all, basically. So they basically want him to go to church because they think he'll get, he'll be parented at church because they don't know how to parent, which is fucking ridiculous. Like, are you kidding me? And like the Rev treats them as ridiculous people because they're like, 
like, it's too late for us to be parents. And the mm. rev's like, no, <laughs> it's definitely not. Um, so that's whole, Vincent's whole, like, problem. Um, and Vincent and Ruthie have this moment where it's like, oh, I don't understand why people just don't think kissing is enough. And then they kiss. And then they kiss. And Ruthie's all happy. And then the rev is like, oh, Ruthie, you're not. Well, he, like, grounds her for keeping Martin's secret for a few weeks. And she's all happy. And he's like, why are you happy about this? And she's like, because Vincent kissed me. So, and the Rev does reveal that he's like, oh, I did like Vincent, so maybe I will let you date him when you're ready to date. Uh, And Martin is not allowed to have anybody, like, he's not allowed to entertain females. But what if he's gay? (laughs) At the drug department for a bit. Um, But that's, like, everybody's punishment. But basically, our point is that nothing happens in this episode. So basically, it was the last, like, five to ten minutes where everything came together and the, like, storylines actually wrapped up or were created. Because for a long time, it was just people talking at each yeah. other about, like, I don't know if Lucy can handle taking care of the baby by herself. Like, Yeah, like the, so the, the, the parallel is that because the grandparents took care of Vincent for all of his life, the parents really couldn't do it when it was just up to them. And so the Rev's like, oh, shit, like, if we take care of Savannah the entire time, then Lucy and Kevin won't know how to be parents, and then they're going to turn, like, Savannah's going to turn out like Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? And then the cycle will just go on, on and in on perpetuity. And on. So uh, that's where we're at. I don't really like, but like nobody talks to Lucy and Kevin about this when they should. Yeah. And like it's very, it seems very clear that Annie's still like they're gonna stay with us forever. Um, and the like the twins are in the background eating ice cream sandwiches. And and the house that Lucy and Kevin bought is like around the block from the Rev and Annie's house. So even if they did move out, it's not like Annie and the Rev aren't going to be over there all the fucking time to, like, helicopter grandparent. Because Beverly Mitchell is not leaving 7th Heaven. No, never. <laughs> she's not a Jessica Biel. She's not a, a David Gallagher. and She's definitely not a Barry Watson. Um, but that's really it for the episode, and it was shit. I'm giving it a two. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> also, like, young Katie Cassidy... Has a different face. Yeah, it looks so different. Um, Like, I definitely know her from Arrow, but, like, and I I know the name from Arrow, but it took me a really long time to, like, recognize that the character Zoe was her. Um, That's where we're at. I think we're, we're, well, we're definitely seeing more of Zoe. I don't know if we're going to see more of Vincent, uh, but I guess we'll, maybe this. We do see more of Vincent. Maybe this episode will just set up new characters or something. Uh, but we're halfway through season nine now, and it's uh, and it's not that great. Yeah, not that great. But wait until the next episode. Okay, well we're here. That's... I'm sure, listeners, if you are familiar with Seventh Heaven, I'm sure you will be on the edge of your seat until next Saturday to hear what Tanvi's reaction to the next episode is. I have is. no idea what's coming. Um, right, so uh, we will be uploading new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday um, on the iTunes Apple Podcast app, on SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast, and on Stitcher. We are all over the social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at CamdenCastShow. We are at Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. You can send us emails at uh, CamdenCast.gmail.com. I'm Tammy. I'm Erin. And this is CamdenCast from the beach. <laughs>